a little bit later than usual today. Oh, yeah. Who do you think they should blame? Well, uh, me or you? Definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You throw, me, you throw me under the bus over there. I thought you might take some of the blame. Just no, like, no, no. I don't, I don't take the heat. Take like one quarter or something. No, no. No, nothing? Zero? Well, the audio now sounds a little bit better. We were goofing around. That's another reason why we missed a day. Did we miss a day yesterday? We did. We missed another day. Really, it's not the intention. Like, we uh, we have all the high ambition. Yes. We got the big ambition. You see, that's why we got the, uh, what is that? Is that Earth? I think so. Is that Earth right there? Yeah. Yeah. That's why not we got, 100%. Well, that's why we got to have Earth on there. You know, it's big time. Big ambition, open space there. Sun in the background, giant burning nuclear reactor. You know how hot the sun is, Will? No, tell me. I don't know. It's hot. Hot enough to hot enough to have this world exist, I'll tell you that. People sun tanning. <laughs> Surface temperature five thousand seven hundred and seventy eight K. Jesus. Yeah. You don't even, what does that even mean to you? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just melt. What Instantly melt. mean to you, man? And that's the reason that we're all there. And it's, oh, it's, you know, what, 4.6 billion years old? Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. No problem. 700,000 kilometer radius. Yeah. No problem. No problem. And it's 150 million kilometers away from Earth. Wow. What a wild setup that that's our setup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> set up. That's our setup. Yeah. Like we just are the perfect distance away that we exist. And like, that's the only reason, really. And then if you're too close, you're cooked. Uh huh. You're too far away, you're frozen. Yeah. So we're here. Goldilocks planet. But we're here goofing around with audio. Yeah. And we're and, here. Uh, we're here, and you're and you're watching TikTok. And you're plugging and unplugging XLR cables. You. Yeah, that's what I do. Like for half the day, and you yeah. move and you move the the beautiful Zydax PC, so I can see it now. Yes, with all its color. I saw the I saw the water cooling going on because it used to be down on the ground over there. Uh -huh. You know what? Thank you so much, everybody who's joining here today. This is very important to us. What are the comments saying about the setup? Any audio stuff? Oh, or? I thought I thought you meant the Sun Earth setup when you said that. Oh, okay. Well, they like they like that they like that setup. Okay. Um. And they also like the XLR, XLR uh, conversation. I see someone oh, wrote yeah. XLR gang. You understand? Mm. Uh, they 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 also said the audio was perfect, which okay. on a live Thank broadcast, goodness. my goodness, you know, it's tough to nail these things. And well, you know, yeah, it's that's been, it's been a learning thing for you. Like you dive deeply. Like yesterday, you remember? You're like, do I plug this one over there? Or what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would take the heat for yesterday. I was trying to figure out this audio system. You had outputs going into outputs. Yeah. We got more uh, audio interfaces. And I don't know what I was doing. I was like, Will, why is this output plugged into this other output? And you were, and you were like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just jamming like, <laughs> the stuff in there. And it doesn't even fit. Anyway, let me tell you, like, this is, uh, this is some high-level uh, inside baseball stuff. But okay. the... The target. I know I'm letting the audience in on on our uh, uh, challenges. The goal that we had yesterday was to eliminate the uh, sort of like 
a crappy interference type of sound when we would play audio, whether it be a song or like a YouTube video or like show off a video. Would they hear it? I don't know if it was only in our headphones. Like, I mean, it also depends on how they're hearing, how they're listening back. Yes. Right? Like if you're in the car with the volume high, maybe. But if you're just listening on your smartphone, probably not. There's like so many variables. When I used to mix music, and I told you this in the past, I would take that track and I would put it on the worst speaker I could find. I put it on the best speaker I could find. I put it in a car. I put it here. I put it there. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's drastically different in sure. all these listening environments. And now, here we are in 2022, and the vast majority of people they either got earbuds on or they got their phone speaker going. Mm -hmm. And there's no way like that the phone speaker can represent the way this sounds to us in our ears right now. Yes. But a uh, shout out Maverick. Uh, point being is what we did yesterday, even though we missed the day as far as broadcasting, is we believe we eliminated that. And now we have this crystal clear, mm -hmm. crystal clear desktop audio. It's fuller. It has like zero uh, noise floor. Yes. That's what we were hearing is the noise floor. Yeah. And uh, you would hear it, especially if, he, if Will left the fader on. And we weren't for desktop audio, and we weren't playing anything, and mm -hmm. then I would die because. Yeah, you have uh, you have more uh, serious ears than I do. <laughs> That's what everybody tells me around here. You're like a audio sommelier. <laughs> yeah, the, the um, like Kirk says the same thing to me. Mo says the same thing to me. Jack says the same thing to me. Yeah, like everybody. Uh, is telling me there's no way no one's gonna hear that and i'm like trust me i'm hearing it and you're very binary about it it's either like yes. the audio is crap or the audio is good that's it and my Move next on. my next project is redoing the unbox therapy set over there and getting back to where the audio used to be because yeah. it's been lazy over there you're just slapping cameras all over the place pointing them in one direction and i'm about to take it serious again and i don't know why like you go up and down man you go through grooves in this journey sure um, on this planet near that sun. And you just, you should really expect it. You should really expect it because then it won't, it doesn't overwhelm you. Um, you might be like, I mean, you got people like, uh, what's her name? Emma Chamberlain. She was, uh, did you hear her talking about just like not doing YouTube anymore? No. She quit? I don't know if she quit. I, maybe you want to look it up. I don't know if she quit, quit, but like she went on her podcast and said, I'm pretty much done with YouTube. And obviously she has a massive channel. So, so yeah, she hasn't uploaded since this December. Uh, I don't know if she quit, quit. Like she can come back. Obviously anybody can come back. But it's a weird kind of uh, trip to be on this one. Like the waning and wavering of the record button and, and like the posting and the publishing and the pre-production post-production and then having a team and like people don't see the that side of it mm -hmm. and i know everybody's all heard it because we had interviews with other youtubers like i don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah, me neither and you're like hmm and i'm like tell <laughs> me more you're like the psychiatrist tell me more yeah but i really believe it can happen in anything and i don't think it really matters and, and i know people don't have a ton of sympathy for those that sit down and talk in front of others and like I uh, have the, uh, this, this uh, unusual opportunity to kind of work as they please and things like this. It's not a lot of, I'm not saying I want it, by the way. I get it, actually. Yeah, I also think the output needs to be in high fidelity. 
mm. like in a professional manner. Mm. Um, you, think, I think, you think that motivates? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about motivation. I got somebody in the chat here named, uh, looks like Mal, and they're looking for motivation. They, uh, they want to go to the gym, but they don't have the motivation to go anymore. Okay. And then it says, motivate me, Lou. I'm gonna do. The, I'm, I'm gonna give you the one. Um, it's another. It's another Mike Tyson one. I told okay. you the other day. The face punch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. I'm sure someone said it before. Mike Tyson. Um. It's not about uh, what you do when you're up. It's about what you do when you're down. Yeah. I always say like this. You want to know who your real friends are? Ask them to help you move. Yes, yeah. Ask him to lift heavy things for you for nothing. Maybe you give him a beer or a pizza or something. And all of a sudden you see people drop like flies. And yeah. then you'll see this one dude that's like, you know what? I'm there for you, man. Yeah, that one. That one dude. You give him a shout out, whoever helped you. Mm -hmm. Give him a shout out right now. Uh, I have a couple friends that helped me move. <laughs> they helped you move? Yeah. Give shout out sh Chris. Shout out Newton. Shout out, shout out Hilton. Sh Chris Newton Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> They're brothers, by the way, Newton and Hilton. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of get that. What's that term? It's like in prosperity, friends know you. In adversity, you know your friends. Let's go, Willie. God you damn! Know? I follow that rule. This is why you want to broadcast later in the day. You needed to find that right there. Yeah, I think that that came <laughs> because we had a pre-conversation, and sure. you got a smoothness going on right now. Yeah, it's a laid-back vibe. Mm -hmm. What is it, like four or five? Let me tell you, that's, there's definitely something to it. Yeah, shout-out Newton. Shout-out Hilton. <laughs> All right. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, Carson's still looking for your desk reveal at 1 million subs. All know, right. I don't know when that's going to happen. But anyway, yeah, here's a reason, all right? Listen, you're going to go to the gym. You're going to go to the gym because that's the character move because you know you want to. You're going to go to the gym because if you don't, that fire is going to burn you up from the inside out. You've got you to gotta put it somewhere. You're not going to be uh, that lack of assertiveness is going to build up. It's going to uh, melt you from the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the, uh, I'm going to go back to Mike Tyson one more time. It's actually his trainer. He said, uh, he said that motivation, that fire inside, you need it. You know, like those nerves and stuff when you've got something important? Yes. But if you don't figure out a way to control it, fire. Yes. Like you can use it, I'm butchering the quote, but you can use it to heat your home, but it also has the potential to burn the entire thing down. Yeah. Outside of a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. So you got to train that. Yeah, consistency. And usually the first step is actually quite hard momentum mm -hmm. getting the ball rolling as they say well you now have my uh now my word if it means anything to you mal uh consider this a push to get the ball rolling mm -hmm. consider that a push and i want you to come back in the chat actually and tell us he's ripped i want you to tell <laughs> us i want you to tell us tomorrow or and maybe if we do this on Saturday, we're talking about doing it on Saturday. Yeah. You come back and tell us what you did at the at the gym. Yes. Like whatever you worked out. When yeah. was the last time you were at a gym? 
Oh man. Uh like a regular gym? I went to a climbing gym like last week. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one. I'm talking about the one. <laughs> uh years. Dude, it's been years. Yeah. I don't like I me, I'm not if gym guy. if I put you in a gym uh -oh. right now. What what activity are you doing to make yourself look less out of place? Uh, for me, it would be cardio. You're gonna go on like the treadmill? the treadmill. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I don't like the treadmill at all. I would much choose. I would bike? much rather choose a bike over a treadmill. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Or or a rowing machine even. Okay. Don't know why. All right. Well. Anyway, apparently Apple is gonna sell the iPhone as a subscription service. Launching in late 2022 or early 2023, uh, this this kind of already has happened to a certain extent when mm -hmm. you had those situations where you would have a kind of uh, discounted rate to buy it on a contract because then they would know they're going to get their money back over time as you remain a subscriber. But the idea of it as a subscription, like it changes your perception. The thing that came to mind to, for me when I saw this headline was Tesla offering full self-driving as a later subscription if you don't pay for the $12,000 hmm. right away. And I had a friend of mine come up to me and goes, I really want this Tesla Model Y. And they said, they spoke to somebody at Tesla and they, they were told that the only way to get it quickly at all would be if they either bought performance or full self-driving. Mm. either one of those upgrades and they go to the front of the line that's like 20 grand for self-driving right i think it's 12 us oh is it 12 oh sorry i think it's 12 no <laughs> it's still it's still a big it's still a big thing and so he was kind of asking me he's like what do you go for if you can only have one or the other and i was saying like performance is so much fun but i find myself using and and i, I don't have the beta yet but just just autopilot like features i find myself using it more like i wouldn't i've been driving the Model S around in chill mode. Hmm. I've been driving it around with comfort steering. I know this sounds horrendous right now. Okay. Because it's really like you're 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 intentionally degrading the performance of your vehicle by going into these modes. Hmm. But you're driving more smoothly, you're um likely preserving battery, you're gonna get probably better range and all these things. Hmm. So I my argument was the full self driving, get okay. it? It's it's it, and I don't know what your feeling is on the matter, but his his point was I should get performance because I can just get the subscription for full self driving, just pay the the fee per month. And I was like, well, then you got a higher payment. I don't really like it as much, but like take that part out of it, and just. Imagine that you can only afford one or the other. Which one do you go for? Full self-driving or performance? That's right. On a on a Model Y or three. If the prices were the same. Exactly. Hmm. I would go for performance. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I just find that interesting, especially from you. I would have thought for sure you would have done the self-driving. With the full self-driving, I'm not confident yet. If I know that I can literally just not touch the car and it could take me somewhere, then I'm all in. Well, that's safely. The, well, that's the eventuality. Yeah. But I, here's one of these things that I'm going to tell you. 
I think your perception of it, its capabilities and like what it will will eventually be is limited by lack of exposure. And the more you That's do, true. the more you do it, and, and this is just, you know, maybe it's not exactly the same for everyone. And I love as much as anyone else, I, 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 I launch it and then the passenger like freaks out every time. Mm. So much fun. Mm. Um, but it's, it is, it does feel a little bit more novel compared to the day-to-day use. Now, it also depends how many road trips you do and things like this because it's most useful on the highway mm-hmm. stuff. But I think if you owned the car, if you just borrow my car for like two months, mm-hmm. I think you might change your point of view. Maybe, yeah. I think it is a, a lack of exposure with you, full self-driving. You might change your point of view. You know, the idea of performance that you can just launch the car, it is fun, but you're right. It is novel. It's, I think it's over faster, whereas mm-hmm. the other one is useful all the time. Now, granted, like I said, I got to get the beta uh, to see the real deal. Yeah, and, you uh, should. I think you just need to turn it on, right? For no, your no, no. It's not, it's not rolling out to everybody at the same time. Oh. Um, I think some people in Canada have gotten it. But anyway, Elon, I know you're watching. Just, uh, you know, the VIN number of my car. Just enable that thing. Give me, give me the, <laughs> he knows your VIN number. Yeah, he does. He does. He saw the order come through. Give me that. Give me that full. Give me that full self-driving beta, please. It's just like a button for him. Look at that. Mo is in the chat. He didn't want to miss it. Oh, okay. So he's not here, but he's involved from a distance, from afar. Yeah. And he's putting all types of emojis in the chat over there. Anyway, Apple... They'll do their very own subscription and people will be then faced with even more complexity around buying their new phone mm-hmm. because they're going to be uh, having this internal dialogue about what is the more, what is the better value to subscribe to your phone and services and upgrade it more frequently, but in the long run, probably pay more for it. Mm-hmm. This move would fit into Apple's ongoing push towards subscription services as a whole Over the past several years, Apple has increasingly been emphasizing recurring subscriptions like Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple News+, Apple Fitness+, and Apple Arcade as key new revenue streams for the company. Uh, They have also already got their iPhone upgrade program, which allows customers to pay for the combined cost of AppleCare and an iPhone over 24 months and the option to trade in their device after 12 months of payments. Like, I mean, they keep trying to get that initial fee lower, and imagine, Will, in an environment where inflation is rampant, you're looking for the lowest sticker price possible to get out the door. You're like, please, I don't care if it costs me twice as much two years from now. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to pay this up front. A huge chunk up front. Like, that's a lot of people. According to Bloomberg's report, the monthly charge wouldn't simply be the price of the device divided by 12 or 24 months, but rather be a still undecided monthly cost, potentially with the option to upgrade to new hardware as it's released. So it's like the super Mm. fan status. Every time a new phone comes out, it just shows up at your door. The old one goes back. Your subscription keeps rolling. You always have the latest. What do you think? Well, does that uh, tickle your fancy? Uh, I'm a bit enticed by this. What? Um, I thought you were an ownership guy. Well, I think because they have so many of these uh, apps that you could subscribe to in Mm. and of itself. I'm not subscribed to any of these. Mm. Uh, The Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, Apple Fitness Plus. But I can see 
how someone who is in love with Apple and love their ecosystem would adopt this iPhone subscription service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for me, but I think it's a cool idea. Oh, okay. For someone. Oh, okay. And I think it's going to be a lot of people. The super fans. Yeah, because imagine if you get like an iPhone, you also get like an upgraded Apple Fitness Plus. Well, they're also, I mean, they have the Apple One bundles and so you can just pile it all together. I don't know what they would call it, but uh, all your payments would come through there too, like monthly right. build because you've already got, I don't know what you have, the Apple Card and mm-hmm. Apple Pay and whatever else. So they'll, 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 they'll just have you top to bottom. You'll be, you'll be renting your apartment from them really soon. <laughs> yeah. Subscription. Subscription Apple Apartments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you. Whatever. More ways to get it. That's fine. I'm sure financially speaking, these things fit in for more people. The only thing I would say is I hope it's not predatory where they are very persuasive about it. And then a mm. lot of people end up signing up to programs they really can't afford. Mm. And if they don't, yes. I don't know how they determine that. They do the credit check or whatever they do, but... Or maybe they just cut off the subscription the minute you don't pay. I'm not really certain, but you can have a, you know, maybe young people go in there and they're like, look, I can afford to get this subscription going. It's like, no, you can't. I guess you probably have to be, you have to be 18, but you know, an 18 year old, I still perceive an 18 year old as a young person. You know, the mind is not fully developed over there. Yeah. Uh, Shout out 18 year olds. Like I know you're doing the best you can, but I'm just telling you there's more living to do beyond that. Sure. Trust me. You at 18? You kidding me? Oh, that was a mess. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Apple's M1 Ultra benchmark, 2.6 times slower than AMD's Threadripper Pro 5995WX. This is uh, for, it's important to note, we're on tomshardware.com, which would be a place that you would say the word Threadripper Pro, and you would say that the M1 Ultra is slower. Like, to be clear, people are looking for this. I'm sure Linus is looking for this. You're trying to find the different work types that can beat Apple's uh, new chips. Mm-hmm. They're really amazing chips. They're really expensive chips, and they're not going to be absolutely better at everything. And some people got upset at the way that they showed off their graphs and such with their lines and their like yeah. lack of detail. Yeah. But for some users, it is absolutely true that this M1 Ultra is going to be the fastest way for them to get work done. For some users. Yeah. Like, that's without a doubt. And then for other users, they're going to need to look into it depending on, I mean, benchmarks can take you so far, but also just performance within the applications that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all these videos are currently being made so you can uh, go ahead and, and figure it out. So uh, what did they discover? Single thread is on par with Alder Lake. Apple CPU developers have always strived to maximize single thread performance of their designs as they rightly believed that this leads to lower power consumption of their smartphones and PCs. As a result, Apple's M1 is known for particularly strong single thread performance, and it is not really surprising that an M1 Ultra processor clocked at around 3.2 gigahertz is on par with Intel's Core i7-12700 that that boosts Boosts or boasts? Boosts, it's fastest Coral boost all the way up to 4.9 gigahertz. So he had, we have a chart here. How about this for a chart? Shout out, Rodrigo. Thank you for the super chat. Um, and we have, a, we have pricing as well, which is kind of cool. Although the Apple M1 Ultra, the pricing, they say NA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because you can't split it up from the, system, the rest of the system. But I think even if you could, it's a whole different level of pricing compared to that other stuff, Mm -hmm. as it should be. Yeah. Um, Now let's go ahead and look at uh, multi-core stuff, which probably comes up next. 
Here we go. General CPU workloads. General CC. This is what you need to know. You need to look at this and say, okay, is this part? Is this how I perceive my workload? Um. Uh, synthetically measures virtually all CPU capabilities, including integer, floating point math, and things like compression, encryption, and physics simulation. Uh, you can see the Threadripper uh, 5995WX scores 108,822. And those are tiny little fonts. But let's go ahead and take a peek. Now, this, this is Passmark. This is a benchmark. You're not opening an application, not getting work done. It's important to note, Will. So people, okay. Some people get frustrated with that stuff. They say, okay, it's just it's a benchmark. I want to open my, my thing and see what happened. So you're going to have to probably scroll down to see the M1 Ultra, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're right down there. 41,306. It's a benchmark. Okay. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so it does. It just depends on, on what you're measuring. And like I said, go look at the applications that you want to run and look at how you'll be using it and see if you can seek out actual numbers and figures or better yet, even examples of yeah. things that you might find yourself doing. Hopefully those YouTube videos exist. We should do our own tests. Okay. You don't, we don't even have a thread ripper. What are we doing? We're ordering, uh, oh, I guess we can get Zydax sent it over. Yeah, let's talk to Zydax. Okay, they can send it over. They just don't know it yet. Apple yeah. launches the first driver's license and state ID in wallet with Arizona. Now this, this gets me going. This you like where, this. It hits me right where it counts. The loins. That's right. You've been you've been doing this job long enough to know where it counts, Will. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, uh, I, you know, I want to carry as few things around as possible, obviously. And uh, that goes for wallets. It goes for... Uh, keys. Keys. It go, I mean, everything. Anywhere I can eliminate a thing I have to carry. Now, I know there's other people out there that they say... Hey, man, that's risky. You got everything on your phone, literally everything. You lose that phone or that phone dies or whatever. You have no redundancy. Because mm. once this happens, nobody's carrying this stuff ever again. And they're like, show me your ID. You're like, I can't. Now, obviously, there's a backup and, and things like this to help alleviate some of that. But it's just inevitable that this is going to happen. So it's really not even worth the fight. It's like saying that uh, it's like arguing about cash or something. Like it's like great. I don't mind. I like that cash exists, but you gone through the drive-through recently? Everybody's tapping away. Mm -hmm. Everybody's tap dancing through there. Yes. Additional oh. states are going to follow, including Colorado, Hawaii, Mississippi, Ohio, and the territory of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I was just going to ask: Have you ever lost your phone? Hmm. Maybe once. But it's a vague memory. This would be, this would be over 10 years ago. Mm. Did you ever get it back? And what would have happened was, this is actually, it got stolen along with everything else I had, I believe, from a locker at Hoop Dome. You know Hoop Dome over by Downsview? No. Really? It's I'm like guessing go, that's a gym. You go there to play basketball. Right. And I mean, they also have like volleyball over there as well. And it's like an old, it kind of looks like an old hangar. And uh, you would sign up and play in some type of league over there. And uh, they broke in the locker and, and 
I think they stole my phone. I don't know. They actually, funny enough, I got the wallet back. See, see how that works? They took, I think if there was any cash in the wallet, they mm. took, but then they brought, then they put the wallet back because they don't want all that ID on them. Mm. See, the ID is not valuable on its own for most people. Although I have a whole different story about a passport theft, which I, I don't think I'm going to go into right now. Maybe one day. So that's a crazy... I don't think I told you that story before. No. Actually, some wild... We'll find a day. Some wild... Today's not a day. No. Today is a... Different type of day. Your phone stolen day. Different type of day. So anyway, it's inevitable regardless. Maybe we get to a point where people keep like a backup phone in their car or something. Mm. With all the ID and stuff on it. I got to give a few shout outs here to Lotan and Tech Med. Uh, but anyway, so in these places, you can start to uh, put your stuff right. And they, they started this with COVID, too, with, like, vaccine passports and stuff. Yes, I used it. They let you put it into your wallet. With the QR code. They let you throw it in your, uh, your uh, keep, keep it in the same place that you keep your payments. Yes. All that stuff is gone now, so what's the difference? But this is nice. You carry one thing. I mean, it's obvious the advantages here. Get your driver's license in there. Add it to your iPhone and to your Apple Watch. Oh, okay. You always got your drivers. Like, you know what happened around here recently? They got rid of the license plate stickers. You must like that. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of that, right? Yeah, it was very annoying. You go in there and get this sticker. You get the sticker, you put it in the back of your license plate, and it's like, was it 100 bucks a year? I don't remember what it's it was. Like, why? Well, they want, the, they want your money. Well, that's why. Well, they're not getting it anymore. Anyway, you can see this person's going through transportation at the airport, and that's it. It's just looking at their ID and they don't even need a document. Like that's kind of nice because you're carrying all these documents to the airport. Now, of course, this is uh, you're traveling domestically, but still it's cool. So go ahead and check out this press release. And if you're in one of those places or, um, or if you're just excited about the rollout, mm. OnePlus 10 Pro gets his global launch on March 31st. Well, we knew about this because we put out the teaser video today with the, uh, we have six of them. One for our video and five that we're giving away. You can go check the video and unbox therapy. Uh, this will be this this version will be different than um, the version that I previously featured on the channel, which was the Chinese version. Mm -hmm. So the Chinese version, I don't even know how much I can say about this new version, but wh whatever. The Chinese version had Color OS on it. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say that to you. Okay. And uh, they're also running. Some type of promo, uh, which I discussed in a video for, for super fans who have owned OnePlus devices. And they got some bonus stuff if you have like the OnePlus One still kicking around, if you have it on a shelf somewhere. Oh, so what? You take a picture and then they'll be like verified. Here's You got to verify it with your IMEI. Okay. And then uh, you'll be entered. I can't say the full details, but like. You can get something pretty cool if you still have one of those phones kicking around. Or any previous OnePlus phone, but OnePlus One being the best. The OG. We have some specs here on The Verge as far as this phone's con concerned with the hardware. Yeah, Qualcomm's flagship Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, obviously. 6.7-inch 1440p, 120 hertz OLED display, 5,000 mAh battery. 80-watt wired fast charging and 50-watt wireless charging. I don't know about price. Price should be interesting. I'm, I'm sure I'll get those details before I actually film the... Uh, entire video hmm. but uh price seems to be the one uh breaker deal breaker that 
like how interested people are because it's just so ubiquitous. There's so many competing phones with a similar spec sheet. Yes. And then it's like, okay, what is the, what is the price? And I know people like to go in and they just look at what it's sold for in one region and then just do the uh, conversion. But that that might not always be the, might not always work. Sometimes yeah. they have they play it more aggressive in certain regions. So you got to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk's Starlink internet helps destroy Russian tanks. Spotty connectivity isn't going to jeopardize Ukraine's drone attacks. Well, well, they love they love the Starlink stuff in Ukraine. They just yeah, love the most it. Downloaded app. They're just on social media, <laughs> bragging about it. They're like, look at all of them. Look at us. We got the Starlink, and uh, Elon has been uh, generous in sending that equipment over there. Keep those communications up and running. It's a nice uh, test bed as well for Starlink. You saying there's something in it for uh, Elon over there? I think so, yeah. Ukraine is using thousands in the area of thousands of terminals with new shipments arriving every other day. It's from Fedorov. He's the technology guy in Ukraine. He's all over Twitter. You think it's a test bed for um, military operations where communications could be wiped out and all of a sudden uh, the <laughs> cost of equipment for like satellite phones and stuff is, is uh, cost prohibitive and then, and then they're like, well, let's just get our own uh, terminals and then everything stays connected including our drones and then all of a sudden Elon Musk sells it to the military is that what you're telling me Will is that what you just said that's like thousands of levels deeper than I thought it oh, would be oh, but, okay. Uh, oh, okay yeah I was just thinking they could provide internet mm. for free for mm. people mm. <laughs> that don't have internet or their towers down that's in an, it in an <laughs> sure bud in an attempt to prepare for such a situation Ukraine's vice prime minister Mikhailo Fedorov reached out to Musk via Twitter on February 26th. Well, we remember that was a big tweet. Uh, the Times of London has now reported that an elite unit of Ukrainian drone pilots is relying on the Starlink service to carry out its missions. The group is called Aero, Aeroros, Aeroros Vid, Vidka. Aeroros Vidka. Why is this link? Go ahead. Well, you, you take a shot at that name. Go ahead. Have some fun with it. Herrero Zvitska. Yeah! They really like the Z and the V. Let me tell you something, man. They These people, they don't give you enough credit, Well, Like, the old you, you wouldn't tackle that. The new you, you just take it. Like, it's a pitch coming in 100 miles an hour, and you just you just you look at that pitch, that baseball, and you just knock it straight out of the park. Yeah, I'll take it. You just you go, I'm not intimidated by this ball right here. Wham! And you hear the crack of the wood on the ball. Yeah. And then... And then you just trot around the bases because it's a home run. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you take your time so everyone can see. Yeah. So... Uh, it's currently conducting about 300 missions a day, that group. Uh, these range from reconnaissance operations to dropping anti-tank grenades. Anti-tank grenades. Imagine the drone is just dropping grenades from up there. Sheesh. High-priority Russian targets at night. Anyway, they, they, this is the quote from that group. We use Starlink equipment and connect the drone team with our artillery team. If we use a drone with thermal vision at night, the drone must connect through Starlink to the artillery guy and create target acquisition. So Elon's in on it, man. Elon's in there. Yeah. I mean, congrats. It seems like congrats. a good collab. Oh, my God, Will. <laughs> Are you calling a military uh, relationship a collab? I kind of did. Oh. Yeah. Elon Musk, SpaceX hikes Starlink internet costs over rising inflation. 
Yeah, no one is unfortunately. immune. No one's immune to the inflation monster. New customers will now pay seven hundred ten dollars up front. Uh, no one's immune. The Tesla prices went up. Starlink prices went up. Probably your Bronco price went up, even though you Definitely. even though you signed a contract. They're mm. like they're like, hey, what do we got? We got to chat. You want it or not? You're like, I want it. Oh, please. I'll pay double. I want it. They're like, it's not that much. I want it. The kit is going up from 500 to 550 for deposit holders and to 600 for new customers. New Starlink customers will pay 710 up front for Starlink. That's up from 600. Inflation. Do you know what that tune is? That's In very familiar. Inflation. <laughs> but it's not inflation. It's another inflation. word, right? Inflation. Inflation. Oh man, that's so close. I. The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that what you had in mind or no? Yeah, I knew it was like an opening for yeah, something. It was an but opening. It wasn't really Can you scroll up? I just want to give a super chat. Uh, and there's a question about Tesla over there. Oh. Uh, shout out to TG. It would be nice if Elon starts giving away model. The smartphones? What? <laughs> With all the Model Y orders. Model Pi smartphones? Is that what they're saying? They want Model Elon, Pi. They want Elon to do to do a smartphone. And there's been rumors about it. There must be some reason why he's not interested. Well, probably the the market saturation that already exists and ecosystems. And I think he's kind of busy. Will, what do you think? You think Elon's a bit busy? I think so. Just a touch? Yeah. Oh, someone said it sounded like Sega. That's true. Sega. Mm. But that's different. Yeah. Inflation. <laughs> anyway, they thought it was Sega. What was PlayStation? How did PlayStation open up? What was that noise? PlayStation what? How did it open up? What was the sound on the initial? Oh, I know exactly what it is, but I can't sound it off it's like, for you. Is it like... What the? <laughs> is that what it is? No, it was like a lot of like crystal sounds. Yeah, but it's that's after, that's at the end. Play it, play it, play it, play it. You know, I don't think there's copyright on that. Just to go PlayStation, uh, boot up sound. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, see. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Damn, uh, you're ready for a good time after you hear that. Yeah. Can you give me one more of those, please? Oh, that's an older one? This is the one I was thinking right here. Oh. How many? I mean, that is deep nostalgia right there for anyone who's ever heard that before. PlayStation. Wow, let's go. That's P fun to be had. That's PS1, man. <laughs> that's PS1. You had one of those? No, I didn't. Oh. I had the N64. Okay, give me the N64 boot up. Give me the N64 boot up real quick. We just need this fuel to the fire right now. We can't leave anybody out. And N63, N631 is the lesser known USA version. Yeah. Here we go. What? No, that's not it. What? That sounds a lot like PlayStation. That was it. I have no really? recollection of that. Yeah, me neither. You want to try the Japanese one? 
Where is it? Right there. Oh, look at that video underneath there. Relaxing video game music in a cozy room, Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. Oh, 2.2 millis. Give me, give me like 10 seconds of that. Just give me 10 seconds. Yeah, that's the sound. That was. Oh, Nintendo. <laughs> wow. That's nostalgic. Relaxing Nintendo 64 video game music in a cozy room to help you study and inject your brain with nostalgia. Wow. The stuff that's out there, Will. Sony did it right. They have a really uh, good sound. Did you want to throw Xbox in there? The original Xbox? Do, do Is that interesting at all? Sure. Xbox boot up. Yeah, it will be... Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, wow. And they're all kind of the same. That one at the very end was like... Doo -doo -doo -doo. I like that part. At the end there? Yeah. That Not the booming... Redeemed it a little bit loud. for you. Yeah. PlayStation still crushed on that. They had a nice base. Can, nice. can you hit us with a Sega real quick since we've done all of them? Okay, fine. You might as well. Oh, baby. Look at this. I had a Dreamcast too. Oh, Dreamcast. Okay. I think you need a top one. This might be the best one. Not that one. Maybe this one. Damn! Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. Sega, Sega, Sega. Man, they got like they hired a band for that. Sega. What was it? Eight bit? Can you give me one more of those? Okay. Sega. <laughs> say, say, guh. Sega. It's kind of sad, man. Sad. Oh. Well, there's no mean? Sega anymore. I was a big. I was into it. The Sonic the Hedgehog two. Here. It's barely hanging coming in out. there. They, they they had a real competitor, man. They had stuff. You know how badly I wanted a Sega CD when I was a child. That was the first disc-based gaming system, and you attached it to like a regular, mm. and it was I don't know if it was sixteen-bit or something, but it was like whoa. The Genesis with know. the color. I don't remember. I like their whole motif. It was really interesting. Yeah, but it was definitely in my childhood the lesser of the two compared to Super Nintendo. Yo, give me a quick Super Nintendo real quick, but just before we get to the story, it's the last one. I promise. Okay. I promise everybody, I apologize everything in advance, but we just need a Super Nintendo real quick uh, for those that, that needed it. We can't be the only ones that needed this right now. Well, it's tough out there in the world. Oh, uh -oh. my God. <laughs> that is copyright. We're going to get killed by Nintendo. No way. Yeah, they're very no, uh, it's too short. insane. About it's it. way too short, dude. There's no way. Play it one more time. That sounds like Yoshi to me. Dun, 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 That's dun. Super Mario. Yeah, World. it sounds like Yoshi right now. Well, I like that wow. sound. Wow. Okay. All right. We're good. We got we're, it? We're, yeah, we're good. We're oh, good. Okay. We got it. We got Are it. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we got it, man. Oh, my goodness. People can tell me now in the comments. 
uh, which is the best of all the ones we demoed there. Or maybe we missed one that's actually the best. Mm. But I think that PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 is hard to beat. Yeah. That's that's a great tune. Okay. Elon Musk announces two new Tesla paint colors enabled by the world's most advanced paint shop. Come on, man. I would have got that color then. The, like, purple? I feel like we talked about this. Yeah, but it, it wasn't it wasn't official. It, it was wasn't just, official. It was just right. because like, yes. he's Elon. He gets to drive around a purple one. We can't order it, though. So I guess for the audio listeners, it's like a deep purple. Deep purple was a band. Kind of like your shirt. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, there's a band. What would they sing? I think it was... Uh, uh, shout out to G, by the way. I think it was... Um, was it dun 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 I'm gonna get copyright for that because I took that pitch and I rode that one to the fence I feel like Jack would like this bend it's very Jack he can probably play all that I um my my little guy can play this on guitar it's like the first song you learn so easy to play right yeah so easy to play I don't remember the name of that song, even though I remember the tune. Maybe someone in the comments. Dan, smoke on the water. Okay. You're so smart, Will. Okay, so this is a deep purple. It's almost like the color of wine. Yes. It's a very dark reddish purple, and I also like it. I, I honestly would pick this probably over the blue that I got. I know that hmm. sounds crazy, but I probably would have picked this if that was available. Uh, but they've been reluctant to add paint colors because they've been having trouble painting these things. A lot of trouble. Yes. It turns out it's hard. It's hard to have a, like, painting a car, you would think, oh, that's the easiest part. Uh, no. No. Elon's like, self-driving, easy. Painting, hard. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's a ton of expertise. It's a tremendous uh, equipment. And uh, you got to hire hire all these people who've been doing it, who are experts for years and the science behind it. I guess you can't go to like a car manufacturer and buy their paint because they probably have some sort of honestly know, that one color one them. color I really wanted to see mm. in life. I, I mean I didn't buy a car just to see a color or anything, but like if I did, it would be a color called pure liquid silver. I believe that's what it's called. And it's a BMW color. And it's like a, f- like a $5,000 option. And it looks like wet metal. Like wet silver. Like in uh, Terminator? Yes. And, it, and And what I can read online is it, it, it's like such a complex process and procedure to get this paint color. But it's not chrome. No, it's not chrome. It's silver. Right. Uh, it's not... Oh, sorry. It's called pure metal silver. It's not, like, highly reflective, like chrome. No, no. It definitely looks like metal. It looks like raw metal that's wet. That's how I would describe it. Like sheet metal that's wet. Like if the like if the Cybertruck was wet. Mm. Um, but it's a very advanced paint process with so many layers and expertise and there's an amazing video actually on the process and it's just ridiculous so 
I thought that's a, that might be aftermarket on that 918 because I thought only BMW did, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, the cars received a single-stage machine polish to lift the gloss of the stunning car even further than the factory finish. The car is free of LSP wax and sealant, and it will receive, uh, receive the application of PPF imminently. Anyway, Tesla's not going to be doing this. That's for damn sure, because that's very complex and special order and everything else. But uh, he's going to do purple. And now that he's in Germany, he's right around the corner from those guys. Mm-hmm. So he can walk in the door over there to BMW and say, listen, what are they paying you? And then the guy's like, this, this is what they're paying me. And then he goes, I'm going to pay you this much more. You come over here. It's in Berlin, right down the street. And the guy goes, okay. And then he goes down. And then next thing you know, he's painting a deep crimson multi-coat. Mm. Or abyss blue multi-coat. Or mercury silver metallic. Uh-oh. Wait a second. That might be your color, dude. Wait a second. You might have to buy another Tesla. Wait a second. That's what my two-year-old says, remember? Yeah. What the heck? Wait a second. Whenever anything's off. Um, do they have any pictures other than the deep crimson? No? Um. No, just the deep crimson. Interesting. So now that they got Germany, they're going to finally get a silver again because they had a silver for a bit it wasn't the greatest silver but they had a silver and then uh and they're doing a different blue abyss blue that's going to be like a black blue i bet like a very dark blue would be my guess with the name abyss yeah and then this is your color the silver metallic yeah oh it's not going to be like it's not going to be pure metal silver i highly this is very redundant don't you think these words Mercury, silver, metallic. It's every somewhat metal, <laughs> metal word possible. Yeah. Um, I would have to wait and see what it looks like. The, their, their old silver didn't look that good, and mm-hmm. they got rid of it. Yeah. And so they tried to simplify because they couldn't make cars fast enough. They're like, all these colors make it even harder for us. Yeah. And so they simplified the list of color options, but it's definitely not on the level of other cars you would buy in that price bracket. You, you probably have more color choices on the Bronco. You did. Uh, yeah, there was like six or seven. Yeah, you, you get, right now you got five colors on the, uh, on the Model S. And uh, the gray they have is not silver. What do they call it? Oh, they, it is. They do call it midnight silver. See, I guess that's silver, but to me that's more of like a, a gray. Anyway, yes. I guess it has a metallic in it. But I was talking about, like, the light silver. Mm-hmm. Hertz adds Tesla Model Y to its fleet after giant deal for 100,000 Model 3s. Do you see that number? Can you imagine buying 100,000 Model 3s? Good mm-hmm. Lord. That the uh, process of even, mm-hmm. like, putting this deal together, how many hands you got to shake, how many trips you got to take, how many golf games you need to play? Yes, many golf games. It's uh, it's a big deal. And then you got to believe that they can deliver. They've had trouble delivering, especially at that level. Hertz has decided to add the Tesla Model Y to its growing electric vehicle fleet after announcing a deal to buy 100,000 Model 3 vehicles last year. Last year, Hertz announced an important effort to electrify its fleet of rental cars led by a massive purchase of 100,000 Tesla Model 3 vehicles. The news sent Tesla's stock to record highs. Despite some confusion around the agreement, Tesla didn't offer any deal to Hertz, and the rental company has yet to order 
the electric vehicles like any other customer. The biggest question has been timeline. Hertz said that it was planning to take deliveries of the 100,000 Model 3s by the end of 2022. Tesla wasn't so sure that it would be possible, but Hertz has already been taking a lot of deliveries, and the automaker is still guiding deliveries of the new Model 3 orders by end of the year. We'll see. That's a lot of vehicles, and there's a lot of people waiting. We'll see if that actually ends up happening, but it is an enormous order. And uh, anyway, I guess they're satisfied enough to look at another order for the Model Y to go with the Model 3. Yeah. They're quite similar, though. I don't know. I guess it's a seven-seater, the Y. It's a little bit bigger, but I feel like there's too much crossover with all of Tesla's vehicles. I put so much hockey gear in the Model S. I was like, wait, this thing is just tons of cargo here. Mm. And then I guess they figure out a way to jam extra seats into the Y, but then you give up your trunk. I guess it's a little bit more capable in uh, inclement weather, mm. but they it's not distinctive shapes. I mean, some people might like that, that they all it's like look so similar. Yeah. But you need to take an, a prolonged glance at those things on the road to tell which one it is. Yes. Yeah, I always get confused with the Y and the X. They they for for a long time they look similar until you see the doors. Yes. And then you realize, oh, you got the traditional doors. You're like, that's a Model Y. Mm -hmm. Well, congrats, Hertz. Congrats, Hertz. You did it. You've been electrified. Ford F-150 Lightning gets an EPA-confirmed range of up to 320 miles, although the base model will get 230. You'll be waiting a long time to buy the base model, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they just like everybody else, they try to prioritize the higher profit margin vehicles that have more options on them just like Tesla's doing with the self-driving or the performance or whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, the crazy part with this one is the price. The base model starts at $39,974. That is so cheap. Easy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well comparing to Rivian or other pickups. Yes, yes, EVs. you're absolutely correct. Uh, but, but that one only gets 230 miles of range. The extended yes. range version starts in the mid-50,000s and can go 320 miles. And that's 20 additional miles from what people originally expected. I guess at one point they said it'll be around 300. Mm. Uh, these numbers come courtesy of U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, which tested the seven variations of the F-150 Lightning and Lightning Pro. The test revealed that the extended range versions of the truck, the Pro ER, XLT ER, Lariat ER, and Platinum Editions, were able to get around 20 more miles than Ford's original estimates. Well, that's a bonus. That's... No one's going to be complaining yet about getting extra range, but you know the one I'm waiting for, Will, the electric Raptor. Yes. That's the one I will be looking for, and that's not happening anytime soon, from what I can tell. Yeah. You don't have any Bronco updates, do you? Somebody just asked in the chat. No. Nothing? Okay. Still waiting. Your uh, emotions are identical to what they were in the past, or more or less? Um, Maybe a little less it's a bit wavered because i need a car like soon it's not why a, why not do you good. need it so soon um i'm just curious i think uh camping season is Whoa. coming up oh you're a big camper like to, this year yeah really <laughs> camper this year yeah i, yeah, I, I was just asking like to, i mean it sounds like you're prepared like you have plans yeah my other car is quite small. Would so. you uh, be camping with friends, family, Otis? What would you be doing? Yeah. 
All of the above. All of the above. Maybe solo camping as well. No Otis. Uh, maybe with Otis. Oh, Otis. Solo plus Otis. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, speaking of upcoming vehicles, highly, hotly anticipated vehicles, we have a new look, an official look from Ferrari USA on their Instagram account of their upcoming SUV. Um, somebody said truck over there, but we've already seen some leaked shots. Uh, this would be the competitor to the uh, Lamborghini SUV. Urus? Yeah. And, a, a, you know, these things, it's tough so, because it's a very um, divisive thing when these legendary sports car manufacturers make SUVs and people are like, the hell's the matter with you? That's not your mm. cup of tea. You got the F1 going on. You got the history. There you go. Ugh. Ugh. Not Ferrari hopping onto the crossover SUV craze. Thumbs down. Listen, they just want to, they got to stay alive over here. And if that's what people are buying, I mean, what do you want them to do? You want the brand to be there, don't you? I mean, that looks pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to look cool, but it just won't look as cool as a proper Ferrari, obviously. Because mm. it's going to be more bulbous as an SUV. Mm. Um, but I'm sure it's going to sell a ton because it didn't take long for the Lamborghini SUV to become the best-selling Lamborghini. People want mm. people people want these really luxury brands, but they apparently don't want to give up the utility. You got Kanye and Kim Kardashian driving around those things. The Lambo ones. Now they got to get this one. Yeah, with the kids? Now they got to get that one. Yeah. And uh, it, might even be, it might even be nicer. With but, the uh, hot red? But they've admitted it now. Can I just see their caption, by the way? Uh, it says, you've heard the rumors and we're delighted to confirm they're true. Some of them. All will be revealed later this year. Hashtag Ferrari. So you could go camping in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would be so dumb to take that camping. I can't even. I overland? It's just that I would be so irritated if I was camping in that. I'd be like, you know, there's just rocks flying. and oh, I think deadly. that's the I think that's the other problem is that the SUV represents ruggedness. Like you want all these drain holes and things. Yeah. And then Ferrari doesn't represent that at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a weird convergence going on there. It's like it's supposed to be this low maintenance, high utility, get the job done type of thing. Mm -hmm. And yet you have these very fancy versions of it. I, I don't really care, but. Yeah, there's a market for everything. No, I'm I fine. I like, I think options is a great thing. And it might bring more people into the brand, to be honest, that sure. otherwise wouldn't have paid any attention to it. Mm -hmm. So if they, yeah, if they put a V12 in there. <laughs> um, oh, I found this. This was this was cool. I, I saw this on Reddit. Um, what is this? World War II picks. Now, this is especially timely because of what's going on in Russia, Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine, more specifically, courtesy of Russia. Um. I'm sure you've heard about all these sanctions happening that are limiting the uh, ingredients and shipments of goods into Russia from American companies and Western European countries and so on. The latest, by the way, was Nestle. And Nestle said, nah, we're done too. And you don't even understand Nestle. Like Nestle. I don't. Their nobody does. reach is number, incredible. Number one consumer brand uh, company. It's like you go to the grocery store, it, all these other variety of brands you see, it's like, oh, that's Nestle. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just enormous. It will have a massive impact. And at first, Nestle said, we don't want to do that because people really rely on our stuff. They said, uh, you know, whether it's like uh, baby formulas and they had made the case that uh, it would be 
rude to pull out of there. But then they they backtracked under pressure from, I believe it was Zelensky himself, the uh, president over there in Ukraine. He said, you're paying taxes in Russia right now. You're funding them. Mm. Are you not? And they're like, yeah, upon uh, further consideration, we go. Uh, but anyways, that's what brought me uh, to this particular Reddit post. And I'm sure it's the reason that people are paying attention to it because it's not the first time this has happened. Uh, back during World War II, at the beginning of World War II, the German Coca-Cola bottling factory lost its supply of ingredients from the United States. Then the Germans decided to produce another drink from food waste, apple, pomace, or pomace, I don't know how you say that word, and whey. And then they called it Fanta, mm. short for the word fantasy. And that still exists today. And look at their advertising. They put Hitler right on it. Oh, wow. They're like, they're like, you want to drink the same stuff as Hitler. That would be like, we were making a joke about Putin redo, redoing McDonald's and we put him in the thumbnail mm -hmm. with a McDonald's logo. But that's exactly what that is right there. That is exactly what that is. Is there like, you want to drink the same stuff as this guy? Hitler's looking at that tasty bottle. Well, anyway, what ended up happening was uh, they end up doing a commercial later on. Uh, kind of drawing light to its origin and then they take tremendous heat for it uh fanta because obviously this is a bizarre origin story and uh, did they bring back hitler no they didn't bring back hitler they were just kind of playing up this idea as it being a better alternative to coke mm. which the that marketing started as a consequence of sanctions and it's just a weird visual to have when you're thinking of a like a refreshing drink mm-hmm you don't want to be thinking about sanctions at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but I think it's not long before the Russian version of things like this uh, pop up, including uh, what's going on with the McDonald's over there and uh, other brands that are the rumors that they're working on nationalizing them. Uh, drinks would be the same thing. Coca-Cola left there. Coca-Cola left Russia. And there's going to be Coca-Cola laying around for a while, but at some point people are going to have to reach for some other sugary drink interesting that they uh changed the entire ingredients i thought they were going to make it like an alternative to coke because what if people still miss coke well the in, the, uh, Germany? i mean this they were working with what they had at the time because i guess so. it was all types of ingredients that were being held up that they didn't i guess produce themselves hmm. and so this is what they could make as an alternative i mean it's still sweet have you tasted it uh, maybe once or twice. I mean, it's still a sweet drink. It's I know a, it's everywhere. Kind of like a fruity, like a fruity. Is it kind of like Crush? Uh, it's more, I don't know. I think I had like a lime type one in the past. Oh, the orange is famous. The orange is famous. I thought it was uh, from like a. There's a peach. Caribbean. Well, that's the look you go for now. Yeah. You got a pineapple. It's popular in all over the world. It's probably a Nestle brand now. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It might be. Or I guess it would be a Pepsi or a Coke brand at this point. They would have bought it back as it was uh, picking up steam. Are you going to check if Nestle has it? I don't think so. No. No. It's probably Coke or Pepsi. Okay. Those ones are on their own. Uh, anyway, so this is the consequence of things. You have these bizarre little historical stories that are a consequence of uh, this variety of activity. You know, something that stands out to me, Will... 
I haven't lived that long. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, nobody really has in the scope of history. Like, what, 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 what is my age? 37, 36? I'll be, I'm 36. Mm. And never did I really experience so much exposure to war as recently, at least like cognizant war, like ongoing war coverage. And you're right. That is like Orange Crush. Um, and it, you know, the thing that stood out to me when I looked at that graphic from World War II is that my perception of World War II was much more speed, like a movie, because that's what you're exposed to. Hmm. That like the whole thing, like you just have this, I don't know, I, maybe this is just me, but you have this perception that you have this incredibly violent, dramatic circumstance that starts and ends. And this latest experience with the Russia-Ukraine thing, it hasn't even gone on that long compared to World War II. But the realization being in present time with conflict that's being broadcast everywhere here in the West is the recognition that war is really slow and monotonous and like, brutal the speed of it is brutal the way it gets dragged out and the amount of the sort of un- ongoing unknown and i look at this these billboards and i and i and i realize even back then this is in probably the early 40s when this when this uh, advertisement would have been out there you have people trying to sell products in the midst of ongoing combat mm-hmm. you have people using the leader responsible as an advertising mechanism of the time. Propaganda? It all takes time to de- derive all of this. It all, it's all so concocted. And almost lacking emotion. Now, I'm not saying there's not emotion. I mean, certainly on a, those that are victimized, it's tremendous emotion. But on the side of the planners, on the side of the higher up, it is so matter of fact. Oh, we can't get this ingredient? Well, let's make Fanta. While there's all this bloodshed going on in the background, the backdrop of the industry. The backdrop of industry is the blood industry. That was really weird, the way that industry led to in the street. In the street? That just happened in my sentence. Mm. Industry, blood in the street. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not trying to write lyrics right now, but. Uh, and it's, it's just foreboding. It's just drawn out. It's just suffering and uh, fear. And and this ad really highlighted that for me, that, that it's like, you still have the woman standing there with the smiley face, but imagine the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Imagine the context of the launching of this product and the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in times of war, people still need to do something, you know, work. And in this case, um, graphic designers, manufacturers, scientists making the, you know, I, I think I think this is, I think this is what I'm trying to get at. It's just that in retrospect, even your own memories seem like a glimpse, but when you're in something, it seems like forever particularly suffering 
Mm-hmm. But you look back on it, if circumstances change, it's hard to really reflect on it, which is why you used to have war veterans come through and speak to, to children and things like that, which is why you have uh, the never again Remembrance Day type of things. And you run out of people who have actually physically experienced such a thing. And then your ability to project what that actually feels like as a person far removed from it with a lack of tangible exposure to it means that you don't truly understand the risk associated with it or the amount of pain. You might be able to project. You might be able to try. But as those people run out and the people who experienced tremendous conflict, as they pass on, you're lacking this very tangible insight into the actuality of conflict, which mm-hmm. can, can, can be delivered in, uh, which is best delivered in a far more personal way. Like, it, you, I, I'm, I'm sure you saw like World War II videos when you were 14 and it just seems like some other world. Yeah. It just seems so removed. Yeah. And in the broader content ecosystem it starts to look like a lot of other content which which in many cases is manufactured in many blends in fictional yeah your perception of the realness of it is the troublesome part because there's been so much fiction around combat and of course it's beyond that now now it's video games yeah um action movies it's a lot of violence and combat there I mean, sports. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm telling you. The difference. um, My grandfather was in uh, Italy during World War II. And um, his brother, he has passed on now. He was the youngest of 17. 17. 17 Oh, yeah, you told me. Told you this before. Uh, His brother had picked up a a grenade that had not... Had not... uh, fired off and I you know he picked it up in the street kids would be just be playing with this stuff and he brought it home with him he told nobody he just thought it was cool and he took it to sleep with him that that night and it went off oh to hear that story from him there's no movie that's gonna do that to Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. to like like have a tangible I look at my own brother I look at him I look at Ooh, it's a way different texture to it. He talked yeah. about he talked about soldiers would come through the town, and they would lure in the dog to put it on a barbecue, his own pet dogs. Hmm. Yeah, you didn't put that in the movie, will? Well, like yeah. everything that's happening right now, it's not going to be in the movie. The movie's going to gloss it all up. You know, it's going to, mm-hmm. they're going to go pick some good looking guy. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes reality. And we're just in an environment right now, man, where it's like, it's so hard to distinguish what the hell is going on. Yeah. I almost don't want to say the story that I uh, watched this morning about the Ukraine war. What? You're telling me about a story you don't want to say? <laughs> I don't want to say it. As a way, as a it's way just of... really dark. But now that you mention it, it's just... Well, you can yeah. say what you want to say, man. It's, no, it's up to you. You want to say, you don't want to say. It's up to you. Well, yeah, just based on um, 
you know, your story and how there's no real context anyone can really tell unless you experienced it and something that's or talk to somebody who, or talk to someone who experienced it. Yeah, I watched like a YouTube video. I think it was like um, NBC or Fox News. They interviewed a guy in Ukraine who literally lost um, his wife and his daughter. But the only way he knew was actually um, seeing social media. I saw the story. And pictures yeah. of the dead yeah. wife and daughter. And he's doing an that's interview. How he, that's how he knows. He did an interview on CNN or something after. Yeah, I don't remember the network. And the, uh, the uh, reporter starts to tear up. Yes. That's talking to him. And uh, he goes back to bury them, his family. And uh, he, he, even for him, you wonder how much of his ability to emote in that scenario exists in the presence of shock. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if you've ever experienced like a traumatic event, it's hard to gauge how you're going to react. It's mm -hmm. really hard to gauge it. You know, some, some people are very emotional and they and it all comes out and other other people can remain in shock for in shock for extended periods of time. Other people cannot believe their new reality. It's so such a huge transition. But to find out on social media that's a trip. That's 2022. Think of all the things you can find out on social media. Mm -hmm. Think about how you find out like what happens when somebody who's well known dies? How quickly that news proliferates on social media? Mm -hmm. In the past, you never even would have known in some of these circumstances that that person had died. You have to hear it from somebody. The news, late <laughs> night news. Maybe, or maybe you just go on your life and you wouldn't be reminded of it. Yeah. But yeah, the way that information travels now, I think there's plenty of things that we would wish to not find out in that manner that that's how we find things out mm -hmm. but i suppose that just to wrap up what i was what what, what what i was talking about at least in the context of my own grandfather that uh, for me gave me more in that uh, these type of stories gave me more insight than any movie or documentary or anything mm. because of how tangible and and uh how much texture it had coming from a person in front of you yeah and uh to to be able to see it on their face in a way that media has a has a tough time still translating yes everything feels distant mm -hmm. a wife of former ukrainian politician caught with 28 million dollars in cash at the hungarian border criminal case has now been opened by the state bureau of investigation accusing Kotvitska of not declaring the money. $28 million. And how do you carry $28 million? What does that uh, even look like? Yeah. What's I'm the, trying to imagine it. What is the biggest bills? Is that like gold? What is the only way you can carry $28 million over the border? Let's see. Let's go, go ahead and uh, scroll down. The wife of, of, of a former Ukrainian MP, Igor Kotvitsky, was caught bringing 28 million packed in suitcases. Anastasia Kotvitska was at a checkpoint in Vilok, according to 
uh, a publication there. And Hungarian Customs discovered the bags with the cash in American dollars and euros in a minivan, a minivan full of 28 mil. Hmm. Good Lord. The suitcases were also reportedly filled with 1.3 million euros. So you got like $30 million in USD and euros. She had been traveling with two Hungarian citizens as well as her mother. A criminal case has now been opened by the State Bureau of Investigation accusing Katvitska of not declaring the money. Her husband, who was once the wealth, one of the wealthiest politicians in, in Ukraine, said the story is fake and his money allegedly continues to be stored in Ukrainian banks. I did not take anything out, he said. He told the Times that his wife was leaving Ukraine to give birth, but did not acknowledge that she had the money with her. Hmm. Wow. Oh, there's a photo? That's exactly what $30 million looks like in suitcases. Just large jam packed. Okay, never mind. It's not that much volume. It's a lot less than I thought, even just in $100 US bills. I guess it just packs in there so tight. I don't know. I haven't tried it before. Well, yeah, very efficient. I haven't tried it before. I haven't tried it before. Good Lord. Well, anyway, it looks to be under dispute. Oh, man. In other Western regions, the situation is no better. He said the names of the customs officers and border guards involved in this business are well known in narrow circles. No official response from customs. Kavisky denied that his wife was detained. Interesting. Well, here's another. I mean, it's written on the National Post, but here's another example of, okay, I don't know, maybe. Disputed. Sure. A photo on social media. Hopefully we'll find out Husband soon. is wealthy. It has 121 comments. You want to just do a quick dive in there? In the comments? I did not take anything out. My wife did. He told the Times his wife was leaving Ukraine to give... Okay, I see. <laughs> I think we should look the other way and allow them to leave Ukraine. Who are we to judge? I, what does this tell you? She should have had crypto. Yeah. Crypto would have solved it. Just... In this case. Just on her phone. Yeah. Hardware wallet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a $30 million NFT collection. Yeah, a couple board apes. Look at this. Xbox is putting out uh, Easter Easter colored uh, controllers. Yeah. That's really the what it looks collection. like. That's really what it looks like to me. And I agree that these colors are satisfying, which is the same thing that the, uh, the top comment says there. Those colors are actually very satisfying. You have uh, some tones here like, a very light baby blue. Uh, they're pastels is what they would be. Yeah, some have patterns very mm. subtly. Cloudy. Some have gradients. Yeah. What's your favorite out of that bunch there? Which I'll stick you... with the... Uh... Oh, gosh. I was thinking either the baby blue yeah. or the gradient baby blue to pink. Interesting. They They all look pretty nice. Yeah. I might take the cloudy one there. Yeah. Uh, the other one in the middle, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I don't know. It's like a cloud Looks camo. Looks like camo. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cloudy camo. Next-gen controllers with this season's flair. Pick your controller from the Designed for Xbox Spring Collection and featuring Power A Gaming, OtterBox, and 8BitDo. So they teamed up with uh, some mm -hmm. of their partners on this collection. And uh, I think they'll sell a couple of these. I don't yeah. mind. They look friendly. Accessories. Uh, Augustine Aguavion, Aguavon, Aguavon, 
names Nigeria squad for Black Stars game. 138 games, 55 goals. Check out the record of Nigeria's six strikers. Was this your story? No. Oh, maybe it's Mo's story. This is Mo. Mo. Or maybe Vin's story. Mo likes the... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> or, or have we been hacked? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Our Slack has been hacked? We can talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, we might as well find out now. Uh, With our lack of... The interim uh, coach named four strikers as part of his 27-man squad. The four Ghanaian strikers combined have scored just eight goals in 81 appearances. Super Eagles head coach, on the other hand, invited six strikers in his 25-man squad for the qualifiers. And these guys have more goals, I guess. There's no... I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> Me neither. I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but I don't follow this that closely, so I'm not sure the context. Uh, but it looks like they'll have a good team, right, Well, <laughs> I guess so. Seems like it. <laughs> I like that last one. Go back to the last one. Ahmed Musa, no goal. No goal. No goal. No, he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he plays defense. No goal for him. He's the goalie? No, I, I don't know. Maybe. Better be careful there, Will. You might get these things wrong. Yeah. The super fans come for you. Uh, Zoom's new virtu virtual avatars let you show up to your next meeting as a dog or a variety of other animals. Why? Why is this necessary? Why do you want to do Because it's fun. So you would do that? I, yeah, probably. Maybe kids. But I never do Zoom calls. Maybe kids would do it. I don't, I have no inclination to be a dog or a fox or anything. Here's what I would say. I mean, like. When I get on Zoom, yeah. I just want to get off Zoom. Like within 10 seconds. After well, that's you. Uh, it is me. You're, some people have to do this for a living. I, I know, know. I know. And that's where they I have say. have to be on meetings every day. I say, I'm going to go find another living right now. Um, but they're trying to make it fun. So you got to, at least in this example, you have a, is that a rabbit? It's a very slim looking rabbit. I don't even like the rabbit that much. Is that what that is? Yes. The dog's a bit better looking. And With the hoodie. They all have hoodies. Oh yeah, that's true. And then you have a fox. But the, see, the, here's the problem. The fox is in like, there's like palm trees and stuff. Well, yeah, you can customize your background as well. Well, I think you the, can be in space. Well, the fox should be in the forest, Will. Yeah. That's where you gotta, Zoom's trying to compete with all, everybody's trying to compete on this. Um, the technology of real-time face tracking. Does I it, mean, that's impressive, no? Well, Apple was doing this, right? <laughs> yes. With FaceTime? With the you got emojis. cartoon heads and everything else. Um, but they want to make it fun, the meetings. I know you keep saying that, but you're not going to these meetings. I'm not. Exactly. Is but I would find, you know, it would be endearing if Jack was somehow like the rabbit. Yeah, but Kirk's, never, Kirk's not going to go for it. Yeah, he, he won't take it. Yeah, he's going to be pissed right off. <laughs> <He'd be> like, <laughs> take off your stupid... Uh, no, I don't know. I'm just joking around. Zoom sees this feature as useful for a lot of different scenarios. In its press release, it mentioned showing up with an avatar filter could bring some fun to your team building. That's meetings. what I'm saying. Or help pediatricians seems less, less intimidating to young children. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, there you go. okay, okay. But you don't even. I mean, you're gonna go see a pediatrician in real life now. The restrictions are gone. Anyway, wow. There's also. The idea that it could help alleviate Zoom fatigue. Oh, no, it can't alleviate my Zoom fatigue. You give me Zoom for 10 minutes, I'm dead. 
You don't want to change up your animal? I die in 10. Don't try to zoom me. Okay. Don't try. Nobody. Nobody try to zoom me. Uh, only way, okay, only possible good one is you just look terrible. You look so terrible and now you, have, you can just, just like be a... Disheveled? You could just be a llama or something. Oh, you're... T okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. Man stops cheetah with bare hands. And he also has one hell of a mustache. This is also from Reddit. Uh, yeah. This one has 55,000 uh, upvotes. Look at this. Cheetah comes to attack. Bang! You stopped Whoa. right there, cheetah. What do you think? What a gangster. What do you think? Well, he was you... ready to pounce. The cheetah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just walking past the cheetah. He turns the camera. The cheetah goes for the attack. He puts the hand out. Cheetah backs off. He oh, laughs. what a badass. There's a... There's a... What is it? A hyena behind him? Is it? I thought it was just another cheetah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I see the spots. It's two cheetahs, but only one seems to be aggressive. You can play the audio, I think. Yeah, there's audio? Yeah. I guess we'll never... What I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So he, he did like the meme. Oh, yeah. you don't like the meme. What? You preferred it without the audio. No, I think mm. it adds something to okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we were just listening to that song, Mo and I. Really? Gangster's Paradise. Before I got here? Coolio. You didn't wait for me? No, we couldn't wait for you. Anyway, a lot of people are commenting on his mustache as well, because Mo's mustache is like on its way to becoming that, what this yes. guy has. He just needs some wax. And the top comment here is it wasn't his hands. His power came from his stash, mm. which might be true, because he makes eye contact, and then all of a sudden the, the cheat is terrified, right? Yes. So we'll, we'll never know. Um, but the thing is, like, there, there, there's probably some merit to what took place there. I got pregnant watching this. That's right. <laughs> no, there's probably some merit to it, which is like, to like, what do you do in this circumstance? Like, maybe we just learned something. I don't know if it's always the case that you would want to do this, like, approach a situation like this. I mean, you want to avoid this cheetah anyway, but they're stealth hunters. And they prefer to get you when you're not looking. Mm -hmm. And if you stare right at them, they might be like, damn, that's not an easy kill. Even though it would be. <laughs> because a human would be no problem for a cheetah, right? Yeah. And you can't orchestrate this, right? You can't chain it, uh, train a cheetah to do this. Maybe you can. But someone says, if you run, you die. Yeah, maybe. If, yeah. I don't know. You could keep your cool, Well, Lesson is keep your cool. Mm-hmm. And grow a stash like that. You'll be all I set. will. Um, Lasso is a home recycling machine to fix a recycling problem. This appliance from Lasso Loop is like a mini recycling plant in your house. Okay. This is from LG. Those look like, that looks like a fridge. And that looks like a laundry machine. Let's go down and see what it does. Oh, okay. There it is. It, it looks a little unfinished. It doesn't look... That it's a proof friendly. of concept. Oh, okay. It doesn't look that friendly. I'm just saying it's over five feet tall. <laughs> it's currently too this big. This black giant <laughs> cube. Like, I don't want to get trapped in there. No. It looks like a safe, I guess. Uh, so five feet tall, too big to fit in your kitchen as it is right now without some major renovations. 
But Phil Sanders says the final version will be smaller. Think countertop height with a dishwasher on top. Okay. So are they going to showcase exactly why this makes our recycling life better? What do we do? Does it shred it? Oh. If it passes the test, the last who washes the item to remove contaminants and removes any labels. The labels are stored and you need to empty them periodically, just like you would a lint filter on a dryer. Once clean, materials move to a processor, which grinds up each item and spits the pieces out into a separate containers at the bottom of the machine. Mm. This helps address one of the biggest problems with the current curbside recycling system, contamination. Thank you, Ryan, by the way. Uh, thank you, Ridgeberry, as well. Um... So you're running the recycling plant in your kitchen? like Yes. <laughs> I guess it's kind of cool, but I don't think many people are going to be up for this. Well, I would imagine it would be like in the garage or something. Because uh, <laughs> imagine how loud this thing is. It's like a lawnmower. <laughs> it's just chewing through glass and metal. <laughs> Man, and I got to think, maybe maybe they figured out safety, but I'm a bit nervous. Like I have kids as well, and oh, yeah. they stick their hand in there. And have you seen this box? It looks so terrifying. Don't go near the lasso, kids. Yeah. <laughs> It'll chew your hand up. But I would imagine it would come out uh, in separate bins and all organized. Sure, and, and it's going to take up shredded. less space. There's no air, which is a big part of what's in your bins. Oh, here they, I mean, they show that. how it would be installed, yeah. So they in, want it in uh, the your la laundromat. They want it in the la laundry room. Laundry room, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't own their own laundromat, well... <laughs> If you had one they of those, don't. if you had one of those, then you could totally figure out your uh, recycling if you owned your own laundromat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, Pre-order started $3,500. Who's paying that to recycle, Will? Uh, I mean, you know. $3,500. It's, uh, it's a nice to have. <laughs> Maybe somebody can start a business. They go door to door and they just get rid of recycling and then yeah. their facility just, they create their own recycling facility. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway, it's cool. It's gonna, yeah, lower you're gonna lower your carbon footprint. That's mm -hmm. what they say. Bulgari creates the world's thinnest watch with a four hundred and forty thousand dollar USD Octo Finissimo Ultra, the eighth time an Octo has broken a watchmaking world record. Well, it looks very cool. Check how thin this is. But I can't tell from. Oh my god! Look at that. And that has actual uh, mechanical that has gears in it components in there. Yes. Good lord, With, that is uh, very cool. I'm guessing it's a QR code. That does look like a QR um, code. That scans its authenticity, kind of like an NFT. Easy, will. I'm just putting it out there. NFT thin watch, Swiss made. I think it's lovely. I think it's really cool. Um, I mean, would I wear it? No, I just don't want a $500,000 watch near me. I just yes. don't, I don't even want it near me. Like, that I leave it somewhere. Uh, if you're the type that ha that collects watches and you buy one like that, what, what do you wear? Very rare special You occasion. wear it like twice a year? Uh, I would wear it more often than I think I would, just to show it off. Hey, it's very thin. Five it times is. a year? Uh, more. <laughs> oh my God, Will! You're gonna need. Uh, I wear gonna, it every day. You're gonna need a hefty um, uh, insurance policy for that. 
definitely. Your insurance policy is going to co- cost more than your Bronco payments. Oh, yeah. Just for, for sure. a damn thin watch. Every month would be a Bronco. Either way, it's uh, that's pretty cool. Shout out, Leto. Yeah. A uh, coward tries to spit on a random guy's car. This is uh, from Instant Karma on Reddit. This has about 30,000 upvotes. Everybody loves Instant Karma, Will, mm-hmm. when they just see something get rectified mm-hmm. uh, instantly. Everybody loves that. When the when the world just uh, does the full spin, but when will it become instant karma that is actually too negative? Like well, imagine this guy dies. No, that's not. Uh, I think <laughs> that's we, not karma. Well, we need to see uh, like the right amount of punishment. Yes. Like it has to be equal or yeah. maybe slight slightly more punishment. Yes, in the I initial, agree. Uh, the initial act, but anyway, this is a, a guy who's on a bike, and it looks like he's in England. And he comes by, he spits on the guy's car, and then, bang. Ooh, that's satisfying. He gets hit immediately by a guy who sees it and happens to be carrying a bucket full of water. And he notices it, and maybe he's washing his car. Perfect. And he hits him square in stride and soaks him, and the guy's hat flies off. (laughs) Spit, one, two, bam, he gets dunked. And the guy just keeps riding off. So he's wet. He's not harmed. He might uh, be uncomfortable. But what do you think? Is this the right amount of punishment? Uh, Yeah. Is that a mistake, though, for the guy who was riding a bike? Maybe he was trying to spit, but it ended up being on the car. (sighs) I don't know, dude. You're coming up on this row of cars, and then they run out like two seconds later. Wait a minute. I just noticed that... uh, the car's parked on the bike lane. Yeah. That's not good. So that's why he's spitting on it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure those cars are allowed to be parked there. No. You would get a ticket. No, he, he's in the bike lane. He doesn't go out of the bike lane. Really? Yeah, there's a shoulder there that those cars are parked on. Are you sure? Look, he's in the bike lane. Look, he never cuts. He's in the stays in the oh. bike lane until the guy with the bucket comes okay. out. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think there was this one frame here where the car is parked right here yeah it's on the shoulder okay. well yeah then he deserves it i was just trying to play but devil's even if, advocate even if you know the car's in the bike lane you're spitting on cars now why there's some people in toronto that would do that yeah but okay so you're saying you're cool with that um i don't think you spit on a car i mean what good do you get comes from it like what the person's not even gonna notice i've seen much worse people kicking the cars yeah, I've in seen the bike lane i've seen it too yeah but Anyway, well, I guess this is this this does happen though in life, doesn't it? You put mm. that you put this type of energy out there, it finds its way back to you, doesn't it? And why was the guy recording? This is very suspicious. You think that the whole thing is staged? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Do you think the guy came by a couple times? Like he had um a history of doing this? Like he's been pissed at this guy's car for a while? Mm-hmm. I wanna know what's his story. Okay, maybe, well, do you wanna what's do, do you wanna uh scroll down to the comments? Maybe somebody has context for us. A uh, cyclist is trying to be sneaky, spitting on guy's car, gets treated to a bucket of water. He lost his hat. He brought a loogie to a bucket fight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that anybody will know. This is one of those deeper investigations somebody's going to have to... Oh, there you go. Why were they filming? And mm-hmm. why did they have the bucket ready to go? Possible answer to both. This guy does this often. That was my answer. That oh, was my there's answer. a source. Okay. Oh, hold on. Might be nudity. 
nudity. I don't know. These links, you never know what you're going to click. Well, I thought you were going to click on the other one. Why is which he one? filming? Oh, the read. the other uh, subreddit, which is probably, yeah, r slash why were they filming, where they will probably, oh, never oh, mind. It takes it's just the, a general, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're trying to imply the same thing that you're implying. Yeah. Which to I that, wanna... I mean, we can't answer that. Obviously, not in the context of this show. Hmm. Scientists found microplastics in people's blood for the first time. It's not clear how plastics that end up inside our bodies may be affecting our health. I listened to an entire podcast on this topic. It was a, an expert talking about all the microplastic we're exposed to at young ages and how it screws us up, messes with our sex hormones. Um, you don't want to look into it. Well, you'd be very upset. Okay. But uh, it's obvious how this how this happened it's that new recycling machine <laughs> what do you mean that people are just eating it it's chopping all this plastic into little micro parts and oh. end up in the water oh right yeah uh new evidence indicates i'm by the way i'm just i'm joking new evidence indicate i mean it's in the ocean it's everywhere yes new evidence eat it. indicates that tiny bits of plastics can reach our bloodstream and small study detected microplastics in about 80 percent of the people tested for now the health implications of this ex exposure are still unclear the findings were first reported by The Guardian and published in the Journal of Environmental Environment International. Research examined blood samples of 22 healthy adults and found traces of plastic in 17 of them. The plastics included are those commonly used in bottles, food packaging, and plastic bags. These tiny bits of plastic are ubiquitous in our environment, having been documented just about everywhere in the world. Other research has suggested that they're routinely ingested and subsequently passed through our digestive system, ending up in our poop. But the researchers say their work is the first to show that some plastics can then find their way into the circulatory system, in theory, allowing them to travel widely inside our body. I mean, nobody wants this. Mm -hmm. This is uh, it's just some nasty stuff. And unfortunately, it's a very hard one to just shut off because there are so many plastics. And you think about it, you might try to limit your plastics and be like, oh, I'm not going to drink out of a plastic bottle. Go to the grocery store and look at what everything is packaged in. Mm-hmm. Literally everything. Now, not all plastics are created equal, and you would like to eliminate some of them, but the entire our entire food system relies on packaging, mm -hmm. and it, it, there's just very few things that have zero plastic exposure. Another one that came up in the podcast I listened to was uh, in medical scenarios, like IVs and stuff like that. It's all plastic. Mm. You literally can get a, you're getting a blood transfusion through a plastic tube. Right. So, and what other, and in those circumstances, you, you know, thank goodness there's a way of doing this, but there's no other material, or at least not that I'm aware of, that's as cheap or versatile. Maybe somebody will invent it eventually. Yeah. Something that's more organic. Uh, ben Stiller is set to play Jack Torrance in Stephen King's The Shining. I wish Jack was here oh. to talk about it. He's a big Shining fan. Hmm. Um, what do you think about this? Like a reboot and with Ben Stiller. A reboot and with Ben Stiller. Um, is it old enough to be rebooted? I guess. I, I don't. I disagree. Uh, I think it. The first Shining was amazing. Yeah, I know, but like, there's obviously a lot, a new generation of people who have no clue about it and aren't gonna go watch it. Yeah. Because because we I just said I'm 36 years old. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the? Um, documentary about it no the sequel to the shining no 
It's very modern. I think it came out like a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, with Ewan McGregor. And it was actually good? Yeah. No. Yes. No. It was a sequel. Come on. Uh, Come on. Oh, you're going deep on this. Don't you just have to write Ewan McGregor The Shining? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that do the trick for you? No. He, this guy works a lot, man. Look at this. He's out there. He's Obi-Wan He's Kenobi. Consistently working. He's working out there, man. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. He plays uh, Dan Danny Torrance, Torrance. Which is the kid. The kid, yes. Hmm. Very well done. Give us a give us a rating. Give us a Rotten Tomatoes. I'm I'm uh, skeptical of you here, Will. No, I don't trust Rotten. Uh, give tomatoes. me give me a give me a routine a ro a routine tomatoes. <laughs> uh, what's the movie called? Again? Uh, um, you just said Doctor, it. <laughs> Doctor Sleep. You just said it. You watched it. You loved it. I know. I keep forgetting the title. Seventy eight. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's higher than I expected it. I thought people were going to be very... It's very good. ...protective of The Shining, and they wouldn't let anybody make anything about it or close to it. And Well, this one's a sequel, so... Well, this is, this is the tough part, man, is that, like, you, uh, you touch on anything that people have a really strong relationship with, mm. and you have to just knock it. Like, it has to be so good for people to give it a fair shake. Because mm -hmm. they are so specific about how they want things to be, mm -hmm. and they're such fans, and you can't blame them. It just you know the things people love mean a lot to them. Yes, and uh, so you you hope they take the job. I mean, I'm sure they will take the job very seriously. So when will this get made? Uh, it's not in production yet, I believe. Uh. Ivo Van Hove is set to direct the stage adaptation, which is said to be much closer to the Stephen King work, meaning it might be more of a faithful adaptation than what Garris managed in his go. Hard to imagine a more faithful adaptation, but it is possible. Huh. So, yeah. wait, so wait a second. He, this is a remake. This is just a straight up remake. Wait, this is a stage adaptation. This is not so a, it's movie. a play. This is a it's play. It's a play. Uh -huh. Maybe. Sorry, I got this wrong because it's Ben Stiller. Like, he plays movies. Maybe maybe if it's a big success, it can turn into a movie. Yeah. Uh, but definitely this this uh, headline is more compelling as a movie. Yeah. As opposed I, to a play. I, agree. I don't know the last time you saw a play, but plays can be it can be cool, man. But, but this is actually a good uh, picture. What is it, a Photoshop? Uh, I think this might actually be him. But then, away from a, what movie? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck. All right, last one. Um, so you know Elden Ring. I mean, I don't really know. I just know it's a huge thing right now. Um, on PC, um, starting now, there's becoming a lot of mods for PC. Okay. I think because uh, the company behind it, From Software, allows... Um, you know, an open source kind of like modding community. Mm -hmm. um, they're not like tightly integrated. So like, you know, this mod came up. Um, it's Homer Simpson being the main character. <laughs> uh, what, what is he like beating up a goblin or something? Yeah. And there's other characters that that's introduced. Uh, wow. He's fighting is this a boss Pepe. Pepe? 
So this game, My Little Pony, is th in there. This game is about to <laughs> how freaky is. blow up even more now. <laughs> His eyes, he doesn't even blink. Because now, like, think about the, all the extra content that guys like this can make. Yes. With these mods. Yes. And it's kind of like GTA. Yeah, kind right? of. Yeah, exactly. It creates this community that can keep diversifying the scenarios, coming up with content ideas, and then the, and then kids playing it want to. Will, what are you showing me right now, dude? There's a uh, Shrek's in this, Sonic's in this. Is that Elmo? Elmo's in this. Very scary looking Elmo. It's a very ugly Elmo. Did yeah. you do you play this game? I've never played no, it. No, I feel like Kirk is maybe playing it. I yeah. I just don't really have the time. Because I know this is a grinder. This is a game that is like twenty hours plus at least to beat the game. Um but having this kind of stuff, these mods are pretty funny. You have Shrek riding. So yeah, you uh, can just play either Sonic. You, you can just play it like this, Will. Yeah, you, you can this just have would a goof. Make it way more engaging, <laughs> you know. And Minecraft. Yeah, I mean this is fun. Yeah. Um, the channel name is Toasted Shoes. Elden. The, the title of video: Elden Ring, but ruined by yeah. mods, and uh, you get to see. A whole wide cast of characters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, what you want to do. Maybe you want to go run these mods yourself. Maybe you want to get in there and uh, be Shrek or Homer or Elmo or whatever. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, life is fun. You, you gotta start have fun. your. You could maybe start your YouTube career with all these variety exactly. of uh, Elden Rings. And but it's, it is like. It is that thing where these games are, they're like, especially the ones that you play, like, you said grinder, but like, you, you pay, play them so permanently mm -hmm. that they become like operating systems, the places where you meet up with people or, mm. like, they just become the de, de facto place to find you and then... It's a community chill spot. Kind of. Just like this, Will. Just like this. This is a community chill spot. Thank you to everybody who chilled out today. Sorry we were late. We're going to try to be more consistent. Sometimes we have technical issues. Sometimes we go on a roll. Sometimes we go on streaks. I think we're about to get on a streak here. Let's do it.